Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish Steed. Welcome to the At Work in America show. Another great show today. Trish Steed, how are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I am well, thank you. I feel like it's been a while. We had a crazy run of travel and events and hijinks and hullabaloo even, Trish. But uh, My goodness. It settled we did. down slightly. I counted six trips in five weeks for myself. So I think you had similar. Yeah, too many. Uh, and still more to come. Uh, more on that later, including a road trip coming up that we're both really excited about. And hopefully do some really cool content, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Trish, uh, we need to thank our friends at Paychex, of course, right? We got a chance to meet with them at HR Tech. Did a really cool video, by the way. I'm going to promote promote that video real quick. It's on our LinkedIn page. Our company LinkedIn page is the best way to find it. It's also on the h3hr.com website. A little demo I did with Nathan Shapiro at Paychex about some of the new benchmarking and HR analytics solutions check that out. It's like seven minutes long. It's fantastic. And thank you, Nathan and Paychex for doing that. And of course, uh, this episode is sponsored by our friends at Paychex, Trish, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. You think stress-free payroll is impossible? Whether you need to simplify your tax filing or streamline your day-to-day -day pay system, Paychex makes managing your payroll easier and more profitable from self-service employee portals to automated processes our services can save time and money while giving you peace of mind that everything is up to date and accurate. Trish, you know who else needs accurate pay? Who cares about that? Who else cares about accurate pay? A whole generation does. Gen Z cares about that. They care That's about right. accurate pay. And I'll tell you what, I, I think I heard rumor that one of our guests actually uses paychecks. So we'll have to confirm that. We'll dig into that and uh, other the other nonsense Gen Z is up to in a second. But please do visit our friends at Paychex. Uh, you can get a complimentary digital W-2s if you sign up now. Go to Paychex.com slash A-W-I-A. That's Paychex.com slash A-W-I-A. Terms and conditions apply. But thanks to our friends at Paychex. And all kidding aside, if you want accurate payroll, up-to-date payroll, uh, services just beyond, uh, customer service beyond uh, a comparison, check out our friends at Paychex. So good stuff Absolutely. by them. Absolutely. Yes. You know what? I mean, I kept going back to their booth at HR Tech and just kind of plopping myself down and working from their booth. So thank you to them for that as well. They're just a great group of people. They are. And speaking of a great group of people, Trish, all our co-hosts on the HR Happy Hour Network, and we are today being joined by two of those hosts on the HR Happy Hour Network. They are the hosts of the Play-by-Play -play podcast. First, let's welcome Jack McFarland. Jack is a business major at the University of Utah. Go Utes. He loves football, golf, and hanging out with friends. That's a that's a pretty busy plate you've got there, Jack. Jack, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Uh, and let's welcome Nick Schlemmer. Nick is currently attending the University of Nebraska, who's on a winning streak, by the way, and pursuing a degree in professional golf management with a minor in hospitality. Some of his hobbies are living a healthy lifestyle. I don't know if that's really a hobby, Nick. Golfing <laughs> and podcasting, of course. Nick, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. 
Our pleasure, Trish. I want you to maybe kick us off because the impetus for this show was a milestone in the history of the play-by-play. And I, I know it is important to you. I'd love for you to talk about that. It is. So the play-by-play that the boys started uh, was over just over a year ago. I think the other day was their actual official one-year anniversary of being podcasters, which I just want to say, if anyone is not familiar, that is a huge milestone. Most people actually stop podcasting within the first three months of starting and a few more make it to the six month mark. So the fact that these two young men have made this a whole year with no stopping in sight, I believe um, their show keeps getting better and better. And so first I want to congratulate both of you, Jack and Nick. Um, What a huge accomplishment. Did you ever think you'd be doing this a year? Jack, how about you? I think when we first started, I like to imagine what it would be like in a year or even after just six months, but it didn't really seem real. And then now that the year has come and gone, it it went by in like the blink of an eye. I think the biggest thing that we do is like we just really enjoy making the podcast, which maybe is a problem for others. Like they might see it as like, oh, we have to make money or something, but we just really enjoy doing it. And so we take it episode by episode and we have a great time with it. Perfect. Nick, what about you? I mean, you've been doing this a whole year. Did you ever think you'd be at this milestone already? No, like like Jack said, it, it flew by. Like it's just become part of my weekly life. It's like, oh, we have to get ready for the podcast. Like, oh, I get to record this week. Like, this is gonna be fun. Like, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna do? It's just it's been a blast. And like Jack said, it's it's flown by. I love that. Steve, I know, you know, there there are many times in our podcasting life, right? We've been doing this about almost 15 years and there were times it's difficult. It's not just an easy, fun thing, right? Everyone sort of hears the end result, but there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. And I know you and I have both had moments where we've been like, oh my gosh, should we stop this? Right? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's to do one, uh, week by week and to do it well and to kind of put the effort into it that you need to, to create something that's not just a quality, but compelling and fun and interesting. And when you start introducing guests into the mix, now Trish, we usually have guests on the show and I know the guys can talk about this. Some, they sometimes have guests, sometimes they don't, but when you start welcoming guests into the mix, that's a whole nother level of work to do. So yeah, it's, it's much more work than most people think. And I think that's a testament to, I mean, the the huge percentage of podcasts that just go away, right? They go away after one episode or two episodes. Some of it is, is you know, maybe they're just not catching on or the hosts don't give them enough time to catch on. But I think another part of the reason is um, the amount of work that really goes into it that people underestimate. So it's, a, it's kudos to the guys for keeping it up for a year because honestly, they do is it 99% of the work on it? Like we helped them get their start on the network way back when, but I know I don't do a thing to help them at this point. So <laughs> they're, you share they're it on it, social. They're running it themselves. Yeah. And, and I did post, uh, and I want to have the guys weigh in here in a second. Um, I did share their most recent show on LinkedIn. And one of the things I shared was, Hey, this is like a great milestone. The guys have been at this a year, but the thing that I wrote is particularly right. Cause we're an HR HR podcasting network primarily, right? Most of our shows are about work and the workplace. And one of the things people who talk about work love to talk about these days is our Gen Z and Gen Z issues. And I think I put something on LinkedIn, like, you know, other people like to speculate or talk about Gen Z. Like we have Gen Z people talking themselves, listen to them directly. So maybe that's my first question for the guys. And I'll throw it to you, Jack, first is, uh, 
yeah what what's what's the show kind of the ethos the mindset what are you guys trying to bring forward especially to our audience right on the network who quite frankly are a lot of older folks like myself and, and trish yeah i think if we had to boil it down to one thing it would just be maybe the mindset of gen z would be the best way i would describe it like if we take our last episode where we wanted to talk about marketing and so when we're researching for it and stuff we just couldn't find anything other than like brand marketing but we, we were looking for more you know that business side of attracting gen z and there's just nothing out there so we want to be the voices for our generation and and let companies know hey this is what we like this is what we're looking for this is what interests us you know because gen z is very different than any other generation so we just want to put all that um information out there for everyone to use yeah nick what do you what, what's like you're trying to your point of view as a gen z or like what, what do you like what do you like to bring forward on the podcast and hope people take away from it yeah i mean just like jack said we just like to put our point of view into everything in the business world marketing world or even just generic lifestyle and everyday life i mean everything we talk about we always try to put our viewpoints and what our generation mainly thinks about certain aspects. And yeah, I think, I think he hit it right on the nail, yo, nailed there, excuse me, with uh, just hitting our point of view. You know, Nick, one of the things when we started this a year ago, it was really a bit of an experiment. And, you know, we talked about what should the show be about, and it was all on you, you guys to come up with, you know, how you were going to handle this. We've maybe given a few pointers here and there, but one of the things I've seen evolve in this year is that focus on how things do relate back to a business point of view. Can you talk a little bit maybe about how the show has grown in the year? Because it started certainly a little more fun. Um, not that you don't still have fun segments, but maybe mm -hmm. talk about how that has shifted tying things back to business. Yeah, of course. I mean, like you said, in the beginning, the show just started off as just me and Jack kind of getting the hang of things, right? Learning how to put on a podcast and having fun with it. Cause I get in the beginning, I feel like even maybe for you guys too, like at the beginning it was to have some fun with it. It was something new to start. And now I think, especially with having special guests on the show, learning their aspects and what information they brought kind of helped me and Jack tie into the business world using what we've learned from them. And then also what we know and what our generation thinks is, is bringing that all back together. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, I know for you, I mean, you've, you had thought about, or at least talked about potentially taking some sort of a broadcast angle before you started college, right? And so mm -hmm. kind of went a different direction, more of a general business at this point as you're figuring it out. But would you say there are benefits to being a podcaster when it relates to what you're studying in school or how you prepare for what you're studying? Is there a benefit or is it not really tied to school at all? I'd say the benefit that I see the most would be on like public speaking side of things. So if you're giving a presentation or doing group work in class, like I've noticed in this past year of podcasting, and I've always been a decent public speaker, but now it's just like second nature for me. So, you know, I could speak in front of the class, no problem. I don't get stage fright or anxiety about it. Um, and then also um, at Utah, they are now offering like classes in VR and classes in AI and all this stuff that we've already covered on the podcast. So now I'm seeing like topics that we've been talking about really starting to be implemented into the real world. And that excites me a lot. I'm like, wow, we must really be, you know, 
on the right track if it's starting to come into school and stuff. So that makes me excited too. Yeah, that's great. I think it's uh, anytime uh, college students particularly, right, have a creative outlet outside of the normal coursework, I can see just huge benefits in that, whether it's podcasting or or writing or artwork or even playing sport, even playing sports, which I suppose isn't a creative outlet, but still an outlet outside of the classroom, right? Because it's I know back when I was in school, it was pretty easy to just try to grind through those classes and not do much else. And, you know, it was a bit of wasted opportunity, I suppose, right? Not taking advantage of some of these uh, other things that you could do outside of the classroom, because honestly, it sets you apart, too. It's a little bit distinctive to be able to put that on your on your profile or on your resume, right, I think. So that's a good thing as well. All right. So I want to talk to the guys about some of the highlights from the past year. As you look back on, say, give me a show or two. I'll start with you, Nick. Give me a show or two shows or guests. What's, what's been a highlight for you? What stands out for folks who are just maybe getting introduced to you guys on the play-by-play? You know, because mm-hmm. we have new listeners all the time, and it's easy to forget that. Uh, what what show would you say? Go go back in the archive and listen to this one. I would say, going back pretty early on was our show with Big Brothers and Big Sisters, like Jack mentioned, with Tawana Myers. I really enjoyed having her as a guest on the show. She was our second guest, I believe, that we did. And just learning all about her organization and what she does and and how it ties back to the schools and everything, it was it was great. So I would totally recommend, if you haven't heard anything from us, go and check that show out for sure. Nice, nice. Jack, we have one that you'd like to call out as well for folks, maybe to go back in the archive and take a listen to if they haven't yet. Yeah, if you're looking for a guest episode, I 100% agree with Nick. That was such a blast to record, and it was like so easy, and we just had a great conversation for 40, 50 minutes of with her, and that is a great episode to listen to. But if you want just me and Nick, I think uh, I love our year in review. Yeah, um, that was a good starting one. the new year was really fun. I can't wait for you know in a month or two, we're going to go back and see what our predictions, if what panned out. I think that was a really fun one. Um, anything with a game time. That is my favorite segment. All our game <laughs> times are so much fun. And then Nick singing in our last one was my favorite <laughs> moment the whole year. That was the best. So Jack, you mentioned game time again, a lot of people, you have a ton of listeners. You're getting <clears throat> probably 2,500 to 3000 downloads and listens per episode, which for a, a year old podcast is phenomenal. Um, but like Steve mentioned, you might have some people who aren't familiar with you yet. Can you describe game time and what you all do in that segment? Yeah, game time. I mean, what don't we do in game time? We have done guess the price. Um, <laughs> we did college mascots. We It's just a way that you know, we can end the show on a really high fun note that can get the audience involved because we make it to where everyone can play along. And we've just started doing like with Nick singing, introducing like punishments for the winner or loser. So now it gives a little extra incentive to, you know, really crush the game times. But we just we think it's a great way to end the show on a high note. Well, I have to tell you, too. I mean, sometimes Nick wins, sometimes you win game time. Every single time I listen, I actually play along and you all both beat me every single time. So these are not easy answers, right? It's a little bit of trivia. It's a little bit of 
maybe uh, estimation on certain games that you play, but it really is fun and you're right. It, it does bring people into the conversation. Nick, what do you think about game time? I know it kind of it's it ebbs and flows, right? As to who's on top, but overall, how do you like game time? I, I love doing game times. I mean, like you said, I've had, we've all had, I've had mainly ups and downs. I've lost so many. Jack's, Jack has just been kicking my butt here recently with the game times, but they're a blast. And like tying it back to the audience and you playing along with us as well, it's like, I love to hear that. And they've, they've just been so much fun to do. Yeah, that's a really fun segment, and it's a good way to inject some fun into the show, right? And that's it's a super idea. I was so glad when I heard it for the first time, and I give you guys credit for coming up with it. Um, was you think about moving forward, right, uh, into next year and, and beyond, right, where you might want to take the show? Um, is there is there some things you're thinking about for next year you might want to do, and maybe uh, some new features, or maybe a dream guest that you'd say, boy. A, a, a guest, this particular guest, or maybe someone who does a certain type of job or involved in certain industries or Nick, you're nodding. So I'll, I'll go to you first. Is there someone on the list or something you're thinking about for next year? Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to next year for what me and Jack can put together. And some of the things that I've been thinking about is I want to do just more guest shows. I love speaking with other people, learning what they know and just getting to interact with them and but also I wanted, I would love to have another guest on the show that has a podcast and just talk about podcasting and what's it done for them, just like we're doing today, but flip the roles to where we're hosting them. I think that could be a fun time as well. And my dream guest, this was a tough choice because I have way too many people that I look up to and want to be like, but I don't know if you've heard of him, but <clears throat> excuse me, his name is David Goggins is my dream guest to have on the show. <laughs> He is a retired Navy SEAL, motivational speaker, working out healthy lifestyle kind of guy. Just, I would love to talk with him on the show. We might be able to make that happen. Sounds <laughs> like something we say, could put together. I think the producer can absolutely make that happen, right? <laughs> Jack, how about you? I mean, obviously you've got a lot of ideas too for the show. Where, what direction do you hope it goes in the coming year and who would your dream guest be? Yeah, I agree with Nick. I think we should definitely do more guest shows. We started out our first couple of episodes was pretty split. And then I think we wanted to kind of grow our podcast at first just with us. So that's what we've really been focusing on. And I really like the point it's at. So we're going to definitely try to get some more uh, really good, exciting guest episodes. For dream guest, I mean, if I had to pick just a, a dream guest, I think I would choose like Steve Carell. I think he's like the funniest guy ever. Maybe maybe Will Ferrell's pretty funny too, but uh, more realistic podcast guest that I've been trying to get in touch with. I can't do it. I've been trying through LinkedIn, but his name is Ryan Gardner and he is the CEO of Bucked Up, which is like, you know, pre-workout protein, you know, very, you know, like, like Nick likes the healthy lifestyle living and the headquarters is about five minutes from my apartment. Wow. So it's Utah based. It's a smaller company. Like I'm very close to it. And so I've been trying to get in touch with them. So maybe, maybe it will happen this year. I feel like we could help with that one as well. These are, these are realistic dream guests, right? These are people who I think would be more than happy to come on a Gen Z podcast and talk about, you know, their business and maybe how Gen Z is, you know, a, a question mark for them as well. Right. Um, as Steve mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's something that every single conversation I've had with 
companies in our industry are certainly wondering what Gen Z wants, what they think, how should they be hired, how should they be paid, right? All the questions. What are what benefits are important to Gen Z? So I think Oh uh, yeah. I mean, you think about some of the workplace stories, Trish, this past year or last couple oh, of years through the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I would say two-thirds of the kind of buzzy kinds of workplace stories emanate from Gen Zers making TikTok videos, right? And because mm -hmm. that's where all these terms came from, like quiet quitting and lazy girl job, right? And right. Uh, what was the other one that just popped up the other day? Uh, I, oh, something about Mondays, low maintenance Monday, or don't do anything on Monday. I forget what the, without, maybe you guys know, I don't know. Nick's laughing. You maybe, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> low maintenance Monday. Low maintenance Monday. That's it. I want low maintenance Monday. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. And there was just a one, I know this isn't the, like the TikTok show. And I, I got to tell you, I have a very like a sporadic relationship with TikTok, which means I've made two TikToks in my life. One of them was very, very funny. But the, um, the, the, there was one that I just read about. I'm reading about this, right? In the same publications where I get all my kind of big, heavy workplace news and what CEOs are doing and what's happening in business, et cetera. And this was about, it was a girl. Uh, she was, I don't know, call her 23 years old, just got out of college, graduated and got her first corporate gig, right? Normal kind of nine to five job. And what, I don't know what she was doing, but she had to go there, right? She had to physically go to the office too, which is a drag, I guess, every day. And <laughs> the TikTok is her like literally just in tears, like lamenting how awful, like the, the entirety of the experience has been for her. Like, oh, I, you no. know, I have to, and you know, she's crying her eyes out. And the old crusty people like myself might look upon this and say, oh, serves her right. You'll figure, you know, that's the real world, blah, 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 blah. But she's really getting a lot of love in the comments and in, in the stories about it because people are sympathizing and empathizing with her to say, hey, you know what? You're right. So a lot about the corporate world and the real world really does suck. And it's bullshit. Excuse my language. And, uh, you know, so we you're you're right. So I, I love how. You know, instead of just me speculating what that might mean, we can look to guys like Nick and Jack and, and the folks that they talk to on their podcast to understand a little bit more about it because it's a real thing. Yeah, I think that, you know, just in the last couple of weeks, I've been at two major HR tech events and at every single event, there are multiple chief marketing officers or heads of sales or, you know, global product leaders who are talking about the fact that they know TikTok is where Gen Z gets a lot of their information. And, you know, Jack and Nick, I know on your on your last episode, you talk a lot about that, that everywhere you look on campus and you're both at two very large schools, you know, everywhere you turn, people your age are looking to TikTok for more than just, you know, a fun dance routine, right? They're looking to it for information. Jack, maybe could you, for anyone listening, could you give them a little bit of kind of as a Gen Z um, student, what are you looking to get from TikTok that maybe you're not getting from mainstream media like someone my age would get? Yeah, I think TikTok has really evolved, kind of like you said, how it used to be, you know, you go on there and look for a fun dance or more like a funny video. And now everywhere you look, every company has, you know, they're really quick, like six to 10 second videos um, advertising something or some sort of student deal. Like there's a lot of um, just really short sporadic clips and that's what everyone um, that I see watching TikTok uh, around campus is, is looking for because personally I don't 
use TikTok that often. I'm much more of an ESPN app guy myself. So <laughs> I don't get a lot of news from TikTok. But I mean, just yesterday I was up in school and half of my math class during class on TikTok. Just you can see him scrolling with the AirPods in. Like, and it, it, most of it is like branded stuff nowadays, at least from what I can see on other people's screens. So it has really <laughs> evolved into more of almost like a big commercial. So a follow-up question then, Jack, if you're someone my age, Steve's age, right? And you're in a leadership role at whatever organization and you're currently not making TikTok videos, what is a recommendation you would have for them to get into this without being cringy. I don't even know. I'm so old. I don't even know if the word cringe is like cringe. Uh, it probably yeah, is, right? TikTok. Is that gone? Yep. <laughs> no, okay. So no. do they, I mean, obviously marketing teams spend millions of dollars to get this right. But what I'm, I guess my question is, should they be hiring interns or Gen Z maybe who are still in school part-time to actually work with them on branding specifically for TikTok or other short format videos? Or is this something that someone my age can learn to do without being sort of out of the loop? Uh, my short answer is no. There's almost zero chance that someone your age that has no idea what TikTok <laughs> is could go in there and do anything r remotely uh, productive, I guess. I mean, it might be a little cringe, but <laughs> what you see a lot, like if I'm looking on, you know, Indeed or LinkedIn and stuff, there's a lot of social media management jobs that are like interns, like you said. But I would say if you're a company that wants to get on TikTok, you have to hire someone that is in Gen Z. That There's no other way you could do it right because it would yeah. just be cringy for a lack of a better term. Nick, you're yeah. nodding. What do you think? No, I, I completely agree with Jack to where if you were a company looking to market more directly to our generation, definitely having somebody that knows the different verbiage or wordings that we use or what kind even boils down to like how we do our own social media posts, like what kind of fonts and all kinds of background pictures and whatnot, like everything that ties into marketing ties right back to our generation and how we like to see things. So I think having, Somebody in our generation would make a huge positive impact. I'm glad you said that too, because I had never really considered even things like backgrounds or fonts or things like that, that would be very generation specific in terms of attracting or holding attention. Um, last week in an event, I had my daughter, Jack's sister, Carly, there with me. And, and this is just one tiny example. And it was something as a 53 year old woman, it would just never enter my mind. We were walking by a booth and they had on the backside of the booth, kind of like you would see on a, a red carpet or something. It said, you know, the name of the, the company. Um, it was a really cool backdrop, but no one was using it for that. For, for people like me, it's the back of the booth, right? She was already thinking about like, oh my gosh, this would be a great place to take a picture. We're missing out on opportunities here. They need better lighting. They could have done this, this, and this that would have made it really easy for someone in my generation to share it. So Jack, I guess my question for you is going to be when you're in those situations and you're maybe someone who's planning, whether it's an event or uh, just general marketing and branding, are you also of the opinion that a younger person would be able to guide you for what you're looking for even because i know in this instance 
some, I would have snapped a selfie and shared it just fine. It wouldn't have bothered me one bit about the lighting or whatever. It seems to me like your generation is much more mindful of a curated experience, or am I just misreading that? No, I think you're 100% correct. If you could, if you were making an event or managing an event, it would be very smart to have at least one younger person on the team to do exactly what Carly did at your event. Because it, it can be hard, you know, first glance, oh, that's a cool background. Like, and, you know, most people, like you said, might not think of the lighting, but a lot of like younger people will be like, oh, that'd be a great photo, but we need better lighting or, you know, like even just the music you're playing in the background. And I think that kind of goes back to TikTok a bit. Like, you know, you got to have specific sounds on TikTok that, wow. you know, some Gen Z will like compared to like a much older song. Like if you were at a convention and there was some song from the 70s playing, you know, someone my age, unless it was a really good song, really popular song would be like, whatever, they wouldn't think about it. But it's the little things like that where having someone that is actually in Gen Z would really help um, market towards Gen Z because it's just some things you don't think of. Yeah. Steve, I think the difference in just like our podcast and how we do things and the way that they do their podcast also is they're paying attention to all those little details and nuances I've never really thought about the background music. I've never really thought about some of these things. But question for you, Steve. I mean, do you think it's because when we were that age, when we were in our early 20s and joining the workforce, the well, before the boomers, right? It was the senior generation. They really didn't care what we thought. And we were told, I don't know about you, but like I was told that at my first job, it was like, hey, sit down, shut up, keep your head down. You better be here before your boss gets here. You better stay until after your boss leaves. And like, no one really asked what my opinion was for a very long time. I don't know. Is that like, yeah, I think that's similar to my experiences um, in the corporate world, certainly in the first, I don't know, seven, 10 years, even maybe, maybe not quite 10 years, but the first five years or so I was working in corporate America. I was working for a very, very big company, right? Yeah. One that's still around that everyone's heard, knows their name. And uh, if you ever made a long distance phone call between 19, <laughs> 30 and 1980, you probably used them as you were a customer of them. But um, the, uh, yeah, you were definitely, there was definitely the mindset was different, right? The mindset was kind of pay your dues, work your, your way up and pay your dues meant a lot of different things. It meant, it could mean, like you said, Trish, get there early and stay late. It could mean doing the the lousy assignments that no one else wanted. It could mean just not Never saying the word. You know, I yeah, can recall never. lots of meetings I sat in and never said a word. You know, you just sat there because, you know, the people who were a level or two or three or whatever it was, uh, you know, more than you. And and the last thing I'll say about it, though, what for me personally and for a lot of people, and, and, and I think even it probably the advice would apply today, too, like uh, technology was my way to fast track a lot of that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Because just like it is today. Right. We're talking about TikTok and and. Gen Z embracing and understanding the ethos of TikTok uh, you know, more so than older generations. It was the same thing back in the 80s and the 90s, right? When we were getting, instead of TikTok, it was you know, Microsoft Excel and, you know, email, quite honestly. Like, I'm so old. Right. Like, I can remember when email was just becoming a thing in the company okay. I worked for, like, which is shocking. And it, what's also shocking is it's still a thing. Like, we still email each other all day long, like idiots. But, um, Regardless, right? Embracing those tools helped me 
jump out of line maybe a little bit and cut the line to better projects and more cool assignments. So I would say it's probably similar today as well, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really, I'm glad that we have the guys on the network though, because like we made a decision a year ago and for folks listening to this um, who see a lot of other shows in their feed, right? We did the HR happy hour show on this same feed since 2009. And if you've been a longtime subscriber over the last few years, you've seen the play-by-play -play show up and uh, the Inclusion Crusade show up and HR Means Business show up and all the other titles on the network, they come on the same feed. And we thought long and hard about doing it differently, right? Creating separate feeds for all these shows. And we thought, no, let's let's keep it all together on one feed and try to expose the folks who would listen to the HR Happy Hour show for a long time and now the Outwork in America show to all these other voices. And I think it's been the right decision. I hope folks appreciate that. And uh, I hope it's uh, done two things, right? It's given guys like Jack and Nick and our other hosts on the network the chance to reach more people, but also given the people who subscribe to the show a chance to hear different voices as well. And in this case, really, really interesting Gen Z voices, which honestly, most people don't really get to hear all that much, right? Yeah, I agree. I think too, one of the things we wanted to make sure we were doing is that you know, uh, we're of a certain age, we're very close in age, and we have had a very similar... I feel uh, quite young, though. I lost, I, I'm, I'm down at my yeah. lowest weight since college, by the way, just FYI. So I'm feeling very... Well, that's good. Very but fit. I think You know what? I think that it becomes a little bit of an echo chamber. And so when you hear other podcasts of people our age talking about what Gen Z wants, I really just don't find it as credible. And I think you have to ask Gen Z. And I am excited to say that this is the first time where, you know, I've been going to events and they're they're talking about what Gen Z wants. But again, you're you're talking, you're putting the heads of talent acquisition on stage or the head of HR on stage. They might know a little bit, but you need to get Gen Z workers and students on stage. You need to For be sure. asking them directly. And so I think Jack and Nick are doing that in a much better way than we could ever cover a Gen Z topic. It, we just yeah. are not as credible. So, you know, again, kudos to, to you guys for tackling some of the things that we just can't talk about with credibility. Let's give, Chris, let's give the guys the last word before we let them go uh, back to school, work, whatever it is they're doing. We, we've got so much going on. Uh, Nick, I'll throw it to you first. A any final thoughts, anything you want to promo, maybe shows coming up soon or give us like 30 seconds here. It's been great being on the show today, talking to you guys. And and like we talked about earlier this, this upcoming year, me and Jack, we're just really looking forward to what it brings and, and what's in store for us and everybody around us listening and what we can bring to them and make their days better and have more fun with our podcast. So looking forward to it. Love it, Nick. How about you, Jack? Any uh, parting parting shots for our uh, audience today? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say a huge thank you, not to just you guys, but everyone listening for giving us this opportunity because, you know, it's not really a podcast if no one's listening to it. So we, we're, me and Nick, we're both incredibly grateful. And then looking towards the future, like we said earlier, lots of guests going to be coming and also a boost. Uh, or better performance and audio and stuff. I know the whole network, we're going to switch over. So shows will sound even better. And I think we're going to try and throw in like fun sound effects and custom segment sounds. So a lot of fun stuff in the next year to come. Good stuff. I love it. Uh, good I'm stuff, guys. 
I'm so excited too, Steve, for this because even, you know, he mentions the the sound quality and, and so forth. And you and I take that very seriously and we always have, but to have younger people who are able to research things in a different way. Jack barely touched the surface earlier. He did mention research. These guys put a ton of time into preparation for their shows, preparation for how things sound. Um, and, and they're really helpful to us and they're going to continue to be helpful to our show as well going forward. So I think that's just a testament to if you are not working with um, people from Gen Z, and I don't mean having them come in and do meaningless work, right? Busy work like we used to do with interns years ago. Um, hire some Gen Z workers, get their opinions, ask what they think, and really let them sort of lead where things need to be going, because I think that your overall business will be much more successful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, thanks. Let's thank the guys again, Nick Schlemmer, Jack McFarland, host of the play-by-play here on the HR Happy Hour Media Network. Uh, Let's thank our friends at Paychex, of course, for uh, all the support. We've got our year-end show with our good friend, Tom Hammond, coming up soon. Trish, I know it popped up on my calendar uh, the I other know. day that we're going to be recording the year-end payroll prep and year-begin uh, preparation show with Tom from Paychex, which is an annual tradition here on the show. And we love it. We got to see Tom recently and uh, it was so great to hang out with him some. So look forward to that. Plenty of other good stuff. We've got our show with uh, our friends at Chewy coming up, Trish. That was a great show. That we recorded was such a all good about show. pets and pets at work. So uh, check that out. And everything else on the network as well. It's all at hrhappyhour.net, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to Patrix again, of course. And uh, for Trish Steed, my name's Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And bye for now. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.